Hello, everyone. It is 8.42 p.m. on January 7th, 2021. This is State of the Revolution. My name is Alex Sahori. Ben is gone. He's on vacation in Washington, D.C., doing some march or something. And I'm here today to talk about the big news. It's just me. It's just me. And I know you know what we're going to talk about today. We're all ready for Donald Trump to go in prison for various crimes. And that's because Joe Biden has nominated Merrick Garland for attorney general. This is very excited. We're going to be talking about it the whole entire hour. Buckle up, folks. <laughs> it, it, it's just me and you, Clockwork Orange style, learning about Merrick Garland. <laughs> would like to say something about him because it is so fucking funny that they're giving they're like uh yeah we know that we couldn't make you a supreme court justice (laughs) and uh since that is like not in the cards at all anymore um nope we'll give you this job though (laughs) well it's also like a mention of like like a commentary on liberal cult of personality that they were like this is a person who was wronged Four and a half years ago. Uh, yes. We're, br- yes. we're bringing him back. We're bringing him back from a previous season. Yeah. We, are, we are going to have, we're going to have the portals open up in Endgame and Merrick <laughs> fucking Garland is coming back. Oh my God. Yes. I need, I need King. to state my distress with that when the, the liberals have a cult of personality, that's what they have. That's the personality. He literally has no personality. It's Actually, sad. I, Actually, I, I think, Jonah, you're right, but but it's almost not about per, um, personality because it seems like it's it's like this cult of, like, the, the decency thing, right? Because it's like, yeah. you know, they, tre- they treated Merrick Garland so unfairly. Yeah. They were so unfair to him. It's a great um, so we need to, They're we need all to do good by him. The most aggrieved well, person is the person watch, watching along at home, and they need to be redressed. Yeah, by, like by our poor little baby Merrick, Merrick Garland needs a warm cup of cocoa and a little smooch on the cheek, on the forehead, <laughs> and then we'll give him the most Im- one of the most important legal jobs in the world in a time when we have to pr- like prosecute a huge amount of right wing violence, and it's just fine because he was aggrieved. No, like, no, right, and before, and instead, like it, like a, a bachelor's degree of time away over four years. Yeah, ago, and it, we have to make that right. That's the one we need to make right. And it's also they they could have picked a lot of people, right? Like I've heard a lot of people say, "Why not Doug Jones?" You know, he literally fought the KKK in Georgia or Alabama and won. Uh, and and like uh, 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 he 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 could have been like a really good choice, you know, for someone during this time, or maybe like a black attorney general or something like that, right? But like, who do they they pick? A centrist. Someone who think they think just like Obama did that the Republicans could not possibly rock the boat, even though we know they will rock the boat this time. But it's like, it's it's just like astounding, right? It's like so incredibly like they don't need any they don't need a filibuster for this uh, appointment anymore, where they did previously with Merrick Garland, right? So there's not going to be that same thing. That's why they have a lot more uh, assuredness that he'll get, you know, uh, there, but. It just goes to like the 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 difference between you know how the Democrats do politics and how the Republicans do politics because you had 
you know, the, later that day, while, you know, uh, protesters or rioters or whatever you want to say were uh, uh, walking up and threatening to, uh, you know, invade the Capitol building, you had Republican lawmakers supporting them in the process. You would never see that happening on the Democratic side. No, you wouldn't. Like, if if Antifa took over the Capitol, like, Joe Biden would be out there with a 12-gauge trying to stop us. Okay, let's uh, let, let's get started here. Uh, contrary to Alex's bit, I am actually here. These guys uh, might record a podcast without me someday, but today is not that day. Uh, welcome to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. For uh, our listeners, Ben has a lovely new portrait of Tip O'Neill behind him on the wall. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we uh, let's see. We, we've got uh, Alex, Ricky, and Matthias, and joining us for the first time on the podcast, um, friend of the friend of the podcast, and uh, our new Washington D.C. correspondent, Jonah Hoff. Jonah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, y'all. So uh, you know, it was like it was like, this time. It was this time last year. Uh, that I think we were all like talking about like the prospect of World War Three, weren't we? Yeah, this was right after and, the Soleimani assassination. Yeah, yeah right it after was Soleimani. Like day three, right last year. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like when we were talking about doing an episode today, like a week ago, I think the original plan was for it to be like just a very casual, easygoing episode. No politics. It was no politics. The news is boring. Exactly. We we weren't no gonna politics, just fine. We were gonna It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna we weren't gonna force the news into it. We weren't even gonna come in with a, like a rundown or an outline or anything. And then fucking Wednesday happened. So here we are. Uh, I'm sure everyone has seen the news that um, yesterday, uh, you know, thousands of uh, pro-Trump supporters uh, con- convene uh, converged on the Capitol uh, in Washington D.C to you know hashtag stop the steal uh this was this happened like in the midst of when congress was trying to certify the the uh electoral votes right for um for the presidential election they broke into the capitol building and now uh the police have arrested i think like at least 50 people uh a bunch of people got injured four five people now are dead um, one of them was a cop. Uh, the other four were protesters or whatever you want to call them. Uh, I, I gotta say the manner in which they died, <laughs> kind of funny. They uh, died like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, okay. One of them, one of them was shot by, by Capitol police. Another one fell from a balcony. Another person, um, got crushed to death and another person uh died of a heart attack induced by accidentally tasering themselves in the balls um it should so, also be added that this person tased themselves after the first round of tear gas so yeah this is like someone who couldn't stand like a regular thursday afternoon in blm plaza in july brought out his taser didn't know where to aim it and then no one around him knew how to do cpr which is according to some journalists on the ground, they were just giving incredibly horrible, just not correct CPR and then was carried away. Well, now, uh, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars in property damage. People looted like federal items from the Capitol building. And so 
a lot of the conversation recently. When the looting around... starts, the shooting starts, baby. <laughs> which yeah. which great intellectual said that again, Alex? That was Donald Trump. Oh, that's summer. right. Yeah. I wonder what his tune well, was this time around. Let me just uh, take a big sip of water and go through my we, Twitter feed. We love you. You're very special people. <laughs> oh, no. But, but me and your mom are getting a divorce. Um, God, there was a, there was a tweet that he made that um, they... I mean, like pretty much every other tweet uh, yesterday that was, you can't comment on it, you can't like it, you can't share it with the little share button. Um, you could retweet it with comment, though, which is a weird exception to make if you're, like, concerned that the spread of this following text will like incite a fascist revolution so that's a funny exception but it says gotta um, get those clicks these are the things these are the things and events that <clears throat> that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from the great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated did I he mean, really say, say what- sacred yes yes a sacred landslide election I love that. Uh, I mean, say what you will about the man and his use of language. His ability to find adverbs to add to a sentence and stuff in there like a chipmunk with acorns yeah. in October is insane. Jonah, you know on this pod we love his use of language and really admire him as an orator. The 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 adverb usage is uh very very beautiful here. It, it's, it was unceremonious, unceremoniously and viciously. He he loves adverbs so much that he's made up his own. <laughs> yeah. He 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 went through the entire thesaurus and dictionary is like, nah, not good enough. Gotta make up some of my own. <laughs> like Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> New adverb just dropped. Literally. Like every time Trump goes viral. Well, at this point now, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the discourse has been uh, around, like, comparing what happened yesterday uh, to the protests that have happened, you know, over, like, the last few months uh, with Black Lives Matter, you know, against uh, against police brutality and police violence. Um, Jonah, living in the D.C. area, you, you wanted to you wanted to talk about what, you know, what the Metropolitan Police were doing in those protests, right? So there's kind of two main threads to this conversation. The first is that Metropolitan Police is brutal. Um, The District of Columbia is one of the most heavily policed areas in the country. There are 5.5 police officers per 100 residents within the district. Um, That spans several agencies uh, between the Capitol Police, the Park Police, Metropolitan Police, uh, the Secret Service, and then the shadier CIA, FBI agent people, and National Guards from three, uh, from the D.C. and the two states neighboring it that are called in at times. Um, so D.C. is heavily policed. It's heavily gentrifying, and it was a for, for a very long time a majority black city. So those of us who understand how the politics of police and black lives work, uh, it's a very, very fraught relationship between MPD and the citizens of the District of Columbia. Um, During the D.C. protests, uh, there were multiple agencies that were involved in the height. Um, So we're talking many National Guards, uh, federal agents, um, and many other groups. And 
these the the most famous photo you'll see is a picture going around of the July 4th protests um a group of national guard all wearing camo with uh like camo face masks and um and glasses lines of them look kind of looking like the scene in return of the jedi where the empire emperor comes to the death star 2 and everyone's lined up um mm-hmm. yeah but so that that's the culture of dc protests we're talking about um many connected agencies under many jurisdictions so some under the purview of the mayor some under the department of defense some under um the state governors larry hogan in maryland and ralph northam um in virginia so okay so i question there question there so like uh capitol police which is what we saw most of yesterday they're employed by the federal government department of defense right Yes. And the Metropolitan Police that they're contracted through District of Columbia. Yeah, Metropolitan Police is could be called DCPD, but they're not because we're a fe- it's a federal district. Not yeah, it's not not it's not like a municipality or a city, right? Yes, okay. yeah, that's why that's where the difference comes in. I've also seen some people refer to them as DCPD, which is like probably the best way to refer to them, but also like kind of shows that you're an outsider commenting on something that's you're not there for. Um, So MPD is incredibly violent. Um, They have several really um, notorious cops. We've had two young black men killed in the past six months. Karan Hilton. um, I'm blanking on his name. Um, and, uh, so that has led to a lot of protests at the districts, um, where they are, uh, where the cops who killed those uh, young men are based. Um, and the, that even includes arresting and tear gassing the parents of Karan Hilton, who, Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's really cool. They just, they showed up with the crowd to demand answers. Like the, I think it was the night after their son had been killed. And then they were immediately like gassed and brought in, um, and this has happened like several times through November and December that people have gone to the fourth district, fourth precinct, and they have demanded answers and been met with way more violence than anyone has seen yesterday. So coming into what happened yesterday, there's every person who's in charge of a group of police officers or federal agents is blaming each other. Um, the Muriel Bowser, the mayor of DC, um, at one point had requested that the DC National Guard be activated. However, I'm sorry, could you could you say her name again? Muriel Bowser. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's even spelled exactly B O W B O W S E R. Um, oh my she, god, Muriel Bowser. Okay, yeah. continue, please. Uh, she requested that the DC National Guard be activated to help deal with the situation. The Department of Defense. Um, denied that request um so that's where like that's where a lot of the people saying that the police were complicit and the trump administration got in on this um were coming from because they thought like and i'm not going to argue with that viewpoint I, th- I think that's definitely plausible um and it wasn't until late in the evening um even after the curfew is called that state troopers from virginia maryland and the respective national guards from that state were able to come into the city um so in terms of like who eats the shit sandwich for what happened yesterday, everyone's playing hot potato with it at their press conferences. The uh, chief of the um, Capitol Police Department, 
uh, resigned. Isn't that correct? Yeah, he resigned about, and what is it? It's about nine o'clock on Tuesday. He resigned about three hours ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it, like incredible scenes, incredible scenes. Definitely. Uh, what we saw yesterday. I, I saw like one video of some of the, like the cops literally letting, uh, the protesters like through this barricade. And then the, one of the protesters like coming up to the cop and hugging him for letting them through. There were um, pictures. There, there were pictures of like you know protesters like taking selfies with yeah. fucking cops. Yeah, exactly. Very, very famous uh, picture that's gone around of them in the rotunda, I believe, of the Capitol, mm-hmm. like arm around a cop taking a selfie. Yeah, right. Um, and you and you want to know what like this? And uh, yeah, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna surprise to be shocked by that like at all. Like these no. people are on the same side. Uh, all those people who, you know, work for the Capitol Police or Metropolitan Police, they all, like, listen to, like, Rush Limbaugh and watch Alex Jones on YouTube or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they're all... And, and you know, this goes back to, you know, like, my first point uh, about, you know, how the two, like, parties kind of interact with their voters. Like, uh, the, the, the Republicans, from the top down, they always have the messaging out. They knew what they were going to do. They they knew that they were going to be doing this. They all were like, the election is fraud. Uh, they knew that they were going to go out and do this. People have been suggesting that they do this for weeks now on TV, on radio, everywhere, on I the internet. I think there's two points here because I think that's a really interesting point, which is n- not only was this telegraphed, like I keep being told that they like made merch that was like, I have I yeah. just got this t-shirt that says we're Maga Civil- the Capitol next Maga week. Civil War. Well, yeah, okay, with the Marvel so- logo and everything. Yeah, but no, like, I, with, with a date. The, yeah. the cop thing is interesting. I think Jonah's just gave us one of the best uh, descriptions I've heard of how this kind of always happens, and it, it's on purpose, right? So if you have all these different jurisdictional interests, it becomes, the what happens is you get mystified the police power gets mystified, right? So we don't know where things are coming from. We saw this in Lansing, Lansing very intensely, right? Because we're a state capital. So we have state cops. We have um, college, uh, the College of Policing Police, right? We have local yeah. cops. And then there's the military. But it's so obvious on one hand to say, like, obviously these people are not, these forces are not working together, right? They're confused. They have conflicting intentions sometimes, right? But they are all kind of working together to make sure nobody actually knows who is in charge and what police are there to do. But Alex said these people are on the same side when it, in reference to, you know, the actual people showing up and the cops. But how does that, how do we then explain that one of them was shot by a cop? What happens then? Like what happens? Because, because they take their, their, their self-importance makes it so that they have to like take their job as a cop seriously. So like they can't, you know, just like. So it does seem true that their identity as police gets in the way of their ability to be a warrior for MAGA. Eventually. Some of them, some of them, not all of them. I don't have answers here, but I think that's really important because it's not as easy or clear as people say it is when well, they say yeah, that these I people mean, are the I, same I, as I the sh- cops. No, but these I mean, are, but, these but, are anti-statists I mean, who are fighting for a state figure. They're already paradoxical, right? Yeah, but they're not anti-statists. They just they, want these are their... people that the not the Nazi. Yeah, okay, so they might not be, but these are anti-state movements, right? And well, this is this is what we need to tease out a little more. Okay, but okay, okay, okay. I mean, I guess like that, I, I guess it depends. Like, is this just like an insurrection to just like stop the count, like stop the steal. And then, you know, there's never a president again, or it, they just want to, I mean, if they just want a different president, they doubt their status, but like, anyways, like, they uh, want a different we, president for a reason, right? What is that reason? 
it's anti-statist in nature. For, for, for because because because, yeah. because they want because they like uh, minority rule, but minority rule can be statist too. I, That's yeah. I mean, want. I think it's because they like to be able to say racist shit and have no one uh, be able to. I mean, people. I mean, are, yeah, and yes, this okay. that's what, what it is. That's I don't want to have is. this. I don't want to have this argument. I want to have the argument on whether or not this is a coup or not. Can we do that instead? Okay, but the coup is also <laughs> is, coups can be okay. statist or anti-statist, right? So my biggest example, and this brings into the bigger point that I want to. I want to talk about the. I would like to talk earlier tonight about the white lady who got murdered because if you know anything about the right anti-statists, you know that what they need is a martyr, and what yes. we delivered them was a white woman who was killed by the cops. Oh, um, a white woman who was former military mm-hmm. and a cop. What does that sound like to me? That's I mean, there's like a million examples, but to me, I'm, I'm sitting like, here thinking like, in what ways is this like, but not like Ruby Ridge, right? MAGA um, Joan of Arc. And the, way, the biggest way that it's like this, and it's about the 70s, and it's about 60s Nazis in the U.S., and sort of also Waco is that we handed them a martyr and that's what the what the right wing is very good at organizing around right is a, an innocent white woman who died and so I have to wonder so we talked about this she was state right I would love to talk about her Alex dug up some Twitter shit um, but this woman who died I have to wonder if this wasn't a little bit of plan right like I don't. I don't think this was planned. But like, she was this number one. This wasn't her first rodeo. She's like been to the Trump Armada. You know, she's been to all these different you know Trump events. She's not. Talk, when you say Armada, are you talking about like the boat? Parade? The boat parade. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, all that and, shit in August. Yeah. The yeah, Golden like, Armada. She. <laughs> she's not just MAGA. She's also like full on Q. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, she was she was just a believer, and you can see her. She's like climbing in. And here's the thing: like, you want to know what I think it was? It was because she was one of the people who was coming in from where that you can get shot. Uh, most of the people got in from places where you weren't probably going to get shot. That door, like almost nobody got through that no, door. No, Alex, you know that that's shot. not true. You know that that's know. not true. No, everyone but anyways. Came in, no, everyone came in a direction where if they weren't them, they would have gotten shot. If yeah. I, We have to recognize that. If I, even a white lady myself, had done what they did, every single one of those positions, I would have been shot. Um, right. That's key to this whole thing, right? Yeah. Okay, but here's yeah. the thing, though. Also, also, but, okay, what... I, I'm like I'm not really gonna cry about like this lady getting shot. Although even though I'm like police can't extrajudiciously kill people mm-hmm. in this fucking specific case, in this specific case where you're literally going to invade the Capitol building to possibly like they had fucking nooses and pipe bombs and fucking uh they had Molotov cocktails and fucking what That's what other what other shit did they have uh, so, besides a noose they had like um another like execution tool i think that they had there were two i suspected IEDs that were found uh, i think a, a cross <laughs> yeah there 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 was probably Ooh, a cross okay. um and there was definitely a gallows set up on the national mall in front of the i didn't see the, the gallows Capitol. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw the gallows. I saw the gallows. Yeah. yeah so, okay. It was pretty so, big. so, yeah. So, like, the, I, like, God, could you imagine if they got to, like, AOC, Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib? Like, there, I don't there, want to think about a, that. There's I'd a picture not. going. Yeah, let's not think about that. Uh, there's also, there's also a picture of a guy, um, probably a Proud Boy or a Three Percenter, because he's much more militarized up than, like, the MAGA people, um, who had, like, zip ties hanging off him in the same way that, like, riot cops would. So yeah. like th- there's definitely the speculation that they that there were at least some like 
extreme extremist elements of that of that movement that were there with the express idea of hey if we take enough hostages like maybe trump can be president forever no exactly and you want to know what that's the thing right like some of these people thought they were actually going to do that and yeah they were like very poorly planned and they were very stupid hopefully this is not a learning experience for them but it you know, always like is back, though it is back yeah. to my back to my original point right like this the god fuck uh so remember there are the people who tried to kidnap gresham whitmer what was that no, six no, no, or seven okay, months okay, ago okay, okay. <laughs> okay. trying to give you look, a lead here bud look all right it, the gretchen whitmer thing um like that was like you know just because they literally had like an fbi guy like basically entrap them but that's another story but any but any like i mean but this time no this time though like you would you should expect a state to use lethal force to protect itself in that situation i don't think that's unreasonable i Um, I agree that we should have in some ways expected it right yeah there there are actually I like and and you want to know what this proves also that they can be exactly like fucking Israel when they want to, like fucking like in like during the Great March of Return like they do it at a way like bigger they did it at a way bigger like volume right but it'll be like there's like four like uh th- two hundred gunshots and uh ninety one or uh, ninety seven or like ninety uh two people are shot are like in the foot in the leg. And, and like that, and that's how it is. It's like one shot, one hit. And they weren't like killing people a lot of the time at Great March of Return too. They did one shot, one kill. That that's was the it. Maim- that's the maiming technique, though, right? That's the right. idea. Is the state supposed to maim? And so when they're when they're when they're working on us, right? And like, I mean, Israel does this sometimes too, but they don't, can't do this every single time because uh, uh, it would look bad. But like. Uh, there's when they're when they're coming at like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, or whatever. They're just indiscriminate. Doesn't matter. All these different shots. They whatever. do also do the maiming thing. We saw that all summer, right? People were getting yes. shot yeah. in the eyes. Well, yeah. well, the point there. Um, the weird thing about this was how quickly it escalated from no use of force whatsoever to sporadic uses of lethal force, like the person yes. who was killed. Yeah, like yes. at Black Lives Matter protests, like it's very consistent. You get there, you get tear gassed, then you get kettled, maybe rubber bullets come out, but for this, there was nothing. There were unarmed, not unarmed cops, but like not riot shield cops, not helmeted cops. They were just wearing their like bright yellow windbreakers and their sidearm, but that was it. Then there was a little bit of tear gas and mace used. Then they stormed the Capitol. And then I guess there was just a couple, a couple cops who decided... Um, that they were going to, like, take their oath of office seriously and protect portions of the legislature. But again, if if it was an order in any way to use live ammunition, it wouldn't have been one person who was shot. Yeah, like, there were correct. so many yeah. people wandering that's the really halls cute. and the rotunda and the offices. They stole Nancy Pelosi's, like, podium. Like, if they if if there was an order, if there was any, like coordinated response to use less than lethal or lethal force this would have been like a horrific event so what does that tell us i mean it i mean it obviously i I would agree that like at the top levels they don't give a shit 
But um, is do we think this is about support on the ground from the cops or about the institution themselves? Because I feel I, like it's a combination. I, I would say that it's it's always ha- it has to be a combination, right? But yeah, what I was thinking yesterday um, was that you know one of the myriad of differences between the way or you know the 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 myriad of differences in why these people are treated one way like the cops and black lives matter protesters are treated you know completely inhumanly like state terror um is because what black lives matter represents you know is it is like police brutality but it's bigger than that you know mm-hmm. it's it's a very big thing mm-hmm. and it represents a fundamental change to the way that things are mm-hmm. and i mean if you MAGA look at the people, list of demands uh, that black lives matter has like it is you know they are deep they it's have medicare for all don't they yeah yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a fundamental change of 400 years of history of white people on this continent mm-hmm. like and, we're not even talking the history of the united states we're talking about like when the first people showed up in in Virginia in 1607, which is a thing I had to memorize in like fourth grade because I grew up in Virginia and we had to learn that. But like when people first showed up, the dehumanization of dehumanization of non-black of non-white lives um, has been consistent and it has been ruthless and it has just been different levels and different uses of it since. And Black Lives Matter is like a complete refutation of that idea. And yeah, that so many institutions of the U.S. state are built on it that you just can't overturn it and keep so many things in this country together. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, maybe it is time to overhaul a whole lot of shit. Um, but Abolish that, the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. damn right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but you're, you're also, right on. Uh, it, but it's probably I pretty easy to steal to say, right now, too. <laughs> no, they're, they're protecting the it. The other side of this yeah. is that those protesters... The ones yesterday. Yes. On, uh, on J6, I mean, yeah. You know, I'm saying I'm saying protesters loosely here because we you know you know, these people Insurrectionists. We should use yes. insurrectionists. Yeah. Anyway. Even though it sounds kind of badass. Yeah, I was about to say it sounds like a Call of Duty handle, MAGA it's... underscore inter- insurrections or something. <laughs> like let's not yeah. give them that fuel. Alright, but um okay. These animals are Re- not representing a challenge, certainly not a challenge to the individual authority of the police actors themselves there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be the focus of enmity. They're not coming here to lynch the cops, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but at the same time, like on the institutional level, we see, like you said, the like um well we can't really send you mm-hmm. people sorry the, on every level the state um strategically turns a blind eye and so then you have actually this is quite funny because then you have the good cop that takes their job seriously <laughs> and caps some woman <laughs> well yeah right so before, i have if there's wonderful. anything that'll get us canceled in this episode what you just said is it <laughs> that is the the point of this right which is why it's driving me fucking crazy to say see everyone like 
playing along with it, that's the point. Regardless, at the end, we should be reinforcing state violent, violent state power, right? In the states, uh, what what is the thing you say in poli sci? The um, monopoly on violent monopoly power? violence. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So states, states. Okay, but so what, Matthias? I love Matthias's <coughs> point because that is the point, right? I am. Everyone online is like, this never would have happened to people of color in a way that doesn't make sense with what we actually see on the street, right? Because what we actually mean to say is this, they would never, the cops would never allow that to happen for anyone who is, like, advocating on the behalf of people of color, right? That's the point. It's not that, it's it's partially because, as I joked before, I don't know if this is, like, an illegal joke, but um, that's erasure of the black Hebrew Israelites who are definitely on the ground with the whites there this weekend, this week, right? (laughs) I mean, if you want, if... I'm gonna go I'm I'm gonna go now. No, okay. No. Uh there was someone was waving a fucking black Puerto Rican flag. Like yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. all black it's like uh this is this is a coalition of sorts too. I mean it's you know, it's like ninety nine point nine percent white for well, like, there I mean, was also yeah. there was also a whole like mishmash of like counter revolutionary nation flags like there were people mm, um, the iranian shah yes. flag yeah there there was the the monarchist iranian flag there were people speaking cantonese near mm. me at one point um the flags what? were the most fun the most fun. my protest buddy was like i don't i find it weird that someone's like speaking a chinese language here and i'm like no i i don't find that israel and q fl- israel sure, and yeah. q flags uh waving side by side i yeah, love like one i love to see that. that there was um, that's tr- that's truly progress in world peace right there okay yeah. okay but i have something to say okay. okay okay so um here's my like tinfoil hat theory all this right was this will be good coup- oh, this God. was a coup attempt which uh, attempt this was a coup attempt that was planned by the state so what is the state so what what the what the maga are really it's a simulation of leftists and they're also at the same time being blooded for the next like you know decade of street brawls um but yeah like uh i also you know this kind of like weaves into you know uh like we've been kind of said, you know, protesters, rioters, insurrectionists. I'm glad we haven't, you know, been saying the word terrorist. And let me explain. Let me explain why. Um, I think terrorism discourse is just the tool of the state. I think it's not even real. It's not real. Violence is violence. You want to talk about? I th- I I want to talk about. Um, you know, intentions too. I think intentions are important, and I think you know motivations are important. We should talk about them. But when you you know use terrorist to talk about you know political violence of all stripes, you know I think that's I think that's by design. Yeah, I think let me that's back by this de- up because I don't. I want to make sure all of our viewers understand how this is a debate in general, which I'm sure most of them are on Twitter, so they get it, right? So every time something happens. For the past, uh, how many years have we been in this war? You when know, a white guy said, 18... does something, this guy yeah, is a so terrorist. We need to call him a Which to is me is guy... like, call him, call him what call he is, him... an Arab. Like, yeah, are we going <laughs> to call him a terrorist yet, right? And so the the I personally agree with Alex. The way you originally said this before when we were debating this, Alex, is that you said that you know there's two parts to this. The first is that um, this term terrorist is racialized which is true, although it's kind of, in many ways, it's racialized. 
And the second part is that this is what I really agree with you. I feel like you said something. You made a Marvel joke. You said this was like Marvel ideology or something. No, right? yeah. So the, you're right, though, right? So the, the reason why I agree that we shouldn't be like calling people terrorists or fighting about what is and isn't a terrorist is because that's literally their language. It's not our language. It's not our terms. It's not our analysis as the left. It has never been the left's analysis. And from the beginning of its use, although it's pretty much consistently been about Arabs, but not exclusively, shout out to um, the IRA, the term terrorist as the U.S.'s political um, language is pretty much about the left to the extent that you can call the IRA the left, right? That's complicated. But, um, right, it's about... Let's, let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's about... Uh, I have no so problem like, calling our it's comrades So the thing about terrorism um, it, that I think it, it matters to get pedantic with is that the state wanted a term, the state, you, the European and the U.S. state wanted a term that described the violence that they were doing when it's not done by a state that they recognize. So it's supposed to be non-state violence, right? And that itself is like to, it includes things that are states that they're not recognizing as states, for example, in Palestine, right? Um, so, and that's key, but and all, really complicates this as well, right? And if also these are state important. actors, is this state violence? Is and also, and also important, like you know, in ter- especially for us DSA folks, right? Like currently, as it stands now, like according to U.S. law, like uh, an individual can be uh, charged with terrorism, but uh, like you can't like be charged with being part of a terrorist group. You, the the mm. reason that why that is is like due to like freedom of assembly, right? We have the freedom of assembly. That's iconic. You, we have the freedom <laughs> of assembly. You can't. That's a good law. I wish I had written that. <laughs> the First Amendment is iconic. You know you what this is? Th- Thomas is like... Jefferson really snapped on that one, didn't he? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so he that's. Off. So what? So like one of the you know things Wig. like one of the things Sorry. that I think it it like AOC as a matter of fact, is doing is she's trying to change that. She's trying to make it, like, to have, like, an exception, like, to have, like, uh, uh, the white nationalist terror groups be, like, identified and stuff. Which I think is, like, a... That's a big problem! I'm fucking sorry! I'm fucking sorry, dude! Like, and you have fucking AOC who's fucking uh, talking about this. You know? So it's... So this is all a fucking op. This is... Just just to have Joe Biden... Just just to have Joe Biden be like, we need to, like, uh, make the security state even stronger. There's a lot of things that you just said that I agree with and there are a lot of things that you said that i don't really agree with um or would like to push back on at least a little bit here um and i uh, for i don't understand what you mean when you say uh that this is a simulation of leftists yeah, let's break that apart because a lot of stuff briefly um, but, happened yesterday. But actually, I, I want to say something to the terrorist thing before we get into the simulation. They just want to see, like, you know, can this but, many people get into the – with this many, you know, people guarding uh, it? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. but but yeah, it, okay. that – Maybe, that, maybe not. But it – how would that, that be was the a case? stretch. Everything not- else <laughs> besides – that yeah. part was a stretch, but everything else still fought, like – Make sure you warm up before so, throwing that take around. As far as terror goes, um, terrorist, right? We we know that this means something uh, very different right now. 
mm-hmm. um, that it is essentially being given a, a definition that is separate from terror, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I'm sure that you can go back farther, right? Um, but, you know, the French Revolution implemented or, uh, you know, used terror. Um, yeah, but not terrorists. This, that, that's the important thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. right. And so there is uh, – and, and also we recognize that in the Jim Crow South, the Klan were agents mm-hmm. of, of, of like a racial terror, hier- mm-hmm. like a hierarchy that was, you know, race-based but inherently tied into the capitalist structure, mm-hmm. right? They, and they were, they were aligned with the state, right? They were a non-state actor that was yes. aligned with the state. They yes. were, they were, Usually, as sometimes the they were state actors. As the authorities do in these cases, the state turns a convenient blind eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if someone needs to get shot, then, uh, oops. But it's understood, you know, I mean, certainly in those days, no one was getting punished. Um, and, That's you know, a, mostly they don't get punished now either. This yeah, is a great that, point. That, Go ahead. That, that was an interesting topic because um, there was a headline going around a couple hours ago. Again, we're recording this uh, Thursday night, the 7th. Um, there there was a woman who was interviewed and she was like crying because mm. MAGA tears, you know. Um, she was crying like, this isn't America. This isn't how it's supposed to be. They're shooting mm-hmm. at us. They're supposed to be shooting at the BLM people, but we're the patriots. That was and the it, nation. Yeah, that, that was, was the nation. Okay. Yeah. But that was, um, but that's such like a, like, fuck it mask off moment there of, mm-hmm. of how. Matthias how, said the exact same thing when yeah, I sent it to uh, him. I think, I think 12,000 people said the same thing, but it's a, it's such I, a distillation of them understanding the power structures of, of the United States of they always assumed, like Matias said, that there would be a blind eye approach to whatever they were doing, and largely there kind of was. Yeah. So um, here's here's what you two your two points come together for me. Because first of all, it's like they didn't understand, right? They thought they had an understanding, and it didn't come to bear because it isn't as simple as people want it to be when it comes to police, in particular. And I am a broken record about this, but police are themselves. They advocate only for police and their own power, right? Um, Sometimes aligned with the state, sometimes with other kinds of groups, but not with. Um, What Matthias, his illustrations made me really think of something I hadn't really thought about before, which is that these non-calling terrorists non-state is useful to the state, right? It doesn't matter what they are doing, but if if non-state actors can be doing things that align with what the state wants, right, then that's good for the state. But the state, at the end of the day, gets to decide... The extent to which they turn that they have they maintain that alliance, right? And the so extent to I, which they're useful to them. Yeah. Yes, and and so I would I would um you know very ironically here take the um you know the slogan like oh we need to start calling these people terrorists <laughs> and I would say instead you know the cops in riot gear like mutilating people at Black Lives Matter protests. We yeah. should be calling these people terrorists. Yeah, that's these my, that's are the real terrorists. Picking up at the my, end of the day. my pet argument that this, the um, the you know the police, as we know, are like parastate. They're something else, right? They're not one with the state. And, and they I also, mean, yeah. they also, as as you said, they they advocate only for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like that's right they, to me. They like one one thing that's been happening that I've noticed a lot, um, especially in November. Um, there were two instances here in DC. Um, both where like one cop 
decides he's ready to tear gas a bunch of people, and the entire line follows him. Mm-hmm. Um, one was on December 12th when um, <laughs> when activists here in D.C. were holding down Black Lives Matter Plaza because uh, the, the Proud Boys had made it a big objective of theirs that they were going to take down the memorial art that was on the fence. And at one point, uh, one of them got through the police line and we were... Not we, but like a lot of the anti-fascist people were uh, trying to get that person out there, shouting at them, um, telling them to put a mask on, like hugging water at him. Um, And then like one cop just decided, okay, now it's tear gas time. He went in, tear gassed a couple people, and then the entire line of maybe 30 or 40 cops went with him. Um, Another moment um, was during jail support the next day, um, where this was like 7, no, I think closer to 5 p.m., um, a group of activists had met outside the jail to welcome people back after they'd been released. Um, this was on December 14th, and just one cop decides, again, uh, it's, I think I'm going to mace some people. Like, it wasn't a riot line or anything. It was just, like, maybe 10 cops kind of standing in formation near maybe 20 people. Um, this was not, like, a protest situation. Like, most of these people... They had water bottles and, like, shoelaces for the people who were going to come out of jail because, you know, the cops take your belt and your shoelace so it can't be used as a weapon. Um, and then just or one decides... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that too. Um, and then one cop decides to use the tear gas and the rest of them follow. Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's such a, like... I don't want to use the word tribal because that is such a racially yeah. and anti-indigenous... But there's, like, a... There's a... Herd commu- mentality... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a herd. Of, I don't. Not even herd because it's pack mentality. Like if yeah. one person decides that it's time to to prey on people, the rest of them have to, and that really comes down to their training. Like yeah, it's so training. Many, it's so key. Yeah, I mean, so many. They're not sorry. animals, right? They're people who have been trained to do this. And my yes. the joke I wanted to interrupt. They're you trained with terrorists. Was, was I want I wanted to be like man if the left could have that discipline but that's what it is it's discipline and it's formed through what we could call solidarity which is an understanding that they have a material shared relationship with other cops and only other cops um and it produces that which again uh, the left should not be that way i was kidding but okay no but um, no but i I mean i wanted i I agree we can call no hold on we can call cops terrorists i agree that's fine also um, I'm not, I don't have a problem with black people calling white people terrorists. Out of the context of us having a long debate about that issue, that sounded really random. But um, we're, we're glad we agree. Cool. We're not police, yeah. we're not, here's the thing. You, what you originally said, and I thought this was hilarious, was you were referring to it as the T word, which genuinely, <laughs> that's so fucking funny to me. Because, <laughs> it, and it also is that, you know, we're not talking about whether that word is offensive. We're not policing language. We're talking about analyses, right, of the power. But I will say, I will put an aside there. So it's, we're not trying to be like, oh, don't call that white lady a terrorist. That's mean. We're just saying that's not a clear analysis of what's going on here. However, I'm going to step aside um, and say that to me, I know, for example, that one of my close friends is Arab and was a kid growing up in George W. Bush's wars in the in the U.S. and maybe abroad. And I imagine that the word terrorist is something that has emotional resonance with that good friend. I'm not going to say that word, like, to be a little bitch, right? Like, I don't think that's thoughtful in Alex's presence, right? Because, and I know that that word was probably, not to be like Tiesler, but it probably was, like, 
you know, many of my friends experienced that in that way. Um, and that's not to say that these white people aren't terrorists. I'm just saying that I'm going to be think thoughtful about that around my friends. Well, I mean, and, when I wasn't being called San and word, I was being called terrorists. Yeah, so. no, luckily nobody is advocating to call the, okay, never mind. Um, yeah. It, that'd be funny, there's, though. there's also an analysis that talks about how, um, like the way white liberalism is so like, they want to jump on and use that word and there's such a discomfort I have and that may have been um, where you're, where the discussion started that I wasn't a part of, of like how call them what they are, they're terrorists coming from like people who enthusiastically supported Kamala Harris and her mm -hmm. vice presidency and like her use of state power against um, black people and indigenous people um, and the like it, it feels like it yeah, feels it is a like, very K high vibe. Yeah, and, and you know the way that uh, I'm I'm sorry, I, no, just real quick, the the way that like uh, liberals are like applying the word terrorist, uh, or the way that they're trying to apply the word terrorist, really reminds me of the way that li like the the like colorblindness thing, like you know, like they try to say like you know I don't see color, we're all human beings, and in the same fashion they're trying to. Uh, I guess homogenize the use of the word terrorism to apply to like more than just you know uh, Arab people, right? And that's the flaw of colorblindness. And that theory is that like the structure is still there, right? Like it's literally yeah, exactly. still Palestine, even yeah. if you don't see color. Yeah, and it it also reveals how using colorblind ideology just like it's a way of abdicating responsibility for doing deeper analysis of what's going on. Like mm -hmm. if you're saying like. You know, the, the, the most obvious one is like, you know, like, I don't see color. Everyone's no one's black or white to me. It's like you're you're not understanding the way the lives of black and white people are different and mm -hmm. which is imposed on them by the racial hierarchy and um, the effects that that has on people that are more than just like easily yeah. seen. And this is what matters. And this is why, like, sometimes when I'm debating things, I'm always like, the, we have to be right. We have to be correct. We have to actually look at things. And I know that sounds really like nerd shit. But that's actually what it means to like undo ideology, which is the practice of being like a Marxist in the world, right? Is what is the structure that's structuring this? Um, people do it other than just Marxists, but wrong in my opinion. But that's like the stakes there is that if we don't have a good analysis, what are we going to build with what we have? What is the utility of all these debates? What is the use of being like, well, the cops would never would if I if I was that uh, protester trying to steal the Declaration of Independence, the cops would have shot me dead. What is the utility of saying of that analysis, right? Uh, quick aside in my notes, um, Alex pointed this out that they are defending the Constitution and shit, but there was actually a blog post from, like, the National Archivist at wherever the fuck that is. National the Archives. place where they ho yeah. house that shit. Sure. Um, I'm the Archives professional. Uh, but anyway, so I follow, like, the National Archives on social media, and there was, like, a blog post from that guy where he was like, don't worry, we have locked down the Declaration of Independence. I guess everyone's just making <laughs> Nicholas Cage Nicholas Cage ain't getting in here today. <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so if Nicolas Cage really tried to do the national treasure, would they shoot him down instantly? No, because he's Nicolas Cage. That would be such an insane way for a celebrity to die. Yeah. Are we talking about question. literally Nicolas Cage or his character in National Treasure? I'm into this hypothetical too deep, and now my well, brain's kind of fucked. Yeah. I, I think there would be... I don't think they'd shoot him dead, because I don't think many people get shot for... Theft, uh, yeah, theft at like a like. I think true, they they true. just track people, him down. People do be 
be stealing. If this were a national, <laughs> if, this, if this were a national, if this were a national treasure movie, he would be able to successfully take advantage of the chaos and slip through undetected. Yeah, which actually. was why they were such a. They were on high alert yesterday because they were like, these are exactly the conditions necessary. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Tinfoil what? hat. What if Nicholas... <laughs> Nicholas is, Nick Nick Cage. Are you saying Nicholas Cage is Q? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that he organized the protest. Yes. 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 Yeah. All right, Jonah, you're officially initiated. That was your... That National was great. Treasure 3 is just a series of Q drops. No, it's not Nicholas Cage. It's his little, it's his little geeky <laughs> so computer good. guy who like can hack yeah, into yeah, the yeah. London traffic cam thing for that shit they do. Yeah. 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 He's Q. Yeah. yeah. No, that's Q. And they just invented Q in like a, a, a really long op to, to create the conditions necessary to steal the Declaration of Independence. And apparently they failed. So. Yeah. Or. <laughs> Sorry. Or adjust tinfoil cap. They replaced it with a replica. Yeah, yeah. Or is that the plot they failed, of the first or did they? film or the second? Is that what happens in the first National Treasure film? They replace the Declaration of Independence. I think they correct? just steal no, it. I, I think there. I think there is. No, they steal, but they like swap it because with there's like, a treasure map yeah. on the back. Yeah, there's yeah. A, but they replace it with a fake. Okay, like as a historian, I believe that the value of the item is in what it contains. So if nobody knew that it had been swapped, I feel like no harm. Well, what about other people who wanted to find That's, the treasure? Yeah, no. Okay, there's like harm to the treasure yeah. itself. Also. <laughs> think, think, the point of the Declaration of, of Independence is to protect the treasure. Think, think, think of um, the Sean uh, Bean character, whatever his name was. Mr. Bean. I actually haven't seen this movie. I'm doing my best. But you, Ricky, we, okay, we should I absolutely... Actually, no. at, Ricky, as, as a historian, we should absolutely watch like National Treasure together. Okay. I feel like no, that'd be so much first fun. First of all, we should watch National Treasure instead of Chicken Run. And we should do that for the next episode. <laughs> Marxist no, analysis of national treasure. And actually, <laughs> and it's um, also topical. That sounds like a shit post, though. Like just that title. <laughs> it does, I'm, yeah. Honestly, I'm sure that's. I'm sure like ninety percent of podcasts got started because like four dudes were like, "Let's watch National Treasure and analyze it." <laughs> we can okay. We can we can go for like another you know like ten to twenty minutes here. But I, I was curious, Jonah. Do you still want to talk about like you know? the uh historical precedent of like coups um especially with regard to i'm what's how's it pronounced is the beer hall push yeah beer hall push so um that was the first attempt that hitler tried to take power that is actually the reason he was in prison when he wrote mein kampf um Right. And that and so a, a lot of the discourse around this has been a coup um and I, uh, I, I have trouble with that word because it's not a coup. It's an. It's a, I think it's an attempted coup, and I'm a, I'm the one, and I'm also willing to say that now the Trump presidency is fascist. Ooh, like the okay. whole thing oh, now big. it's this fascist. No, no, yeah, and I and I have a really good reason for this, okay. and I've said this yeah, on the pod it. before. Okay. As soon as you have like you know fucking mobs of people attacking our institutions, like we saw today. Like our democratic and stopping trying to stop a democratic process, like disregard for democracy, like that's when you like, and that's actually what a lot of that's like the definition a lot of historians use. Yeah, okay. we had that in two thousand. Back to my point, uh, all yeah. presidents are fascists. Well, yeah, I, and 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 I and I I, I somewhat agree with that. I somewhat agree with that. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I, I mean, this no, out that's, here. that is true. A a a literal mob handed George W. Bush the election. 
Yeah, we had mm-hmm. a name for it, right? Okay, I want to lay this out, though. So we got Alex saying, all right, fine, I've come around, this was a coup. Jonah looks un- not so sure, though, and I want to know why. Are you not well, so sure? Uh, it's not a coup. It's an attempted coup. Attempted coup. coup. Okay. I think that's the same, right? An attempted coup is a type of coup. Yeah. T- yeah. 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 No, I no, no. It, it, a coup an means you've... A, a coup. Yes. A coup it's means a fla- you've succeeded. It's a flavor of coup. It's a flavor yeah, of coup. Yeah, it, it only matters if it comes from the d'etat region of France. Um, no, a coup <laughs> doesn't mean it succeeded. A coup means that, you over, that you're trying to overthrow the government. It's okay. an overthrow so, of the government. So the di- I think the, that's correct. The difference yeah. I make is in the historical precedents so when we talk i about, think it's an insurrection in in the goal of a coup yes yeah that that is what i'd agree with too i i would just replace the word coup with a putsch because that is again the the his because because the closest historical um what does putsch directly translate to you have a german name do you speak german no German? no oh i got a phone I'll uh, putsch sh- is good it, it, it's, it's, it's it's usually applied to a failed uh a, a failed coup right Okay. Oh, so they have a word for failed coup. Okay, then no. it's a push. Well, no. No, so, no, so the difference is the difference, Alex, is who's doing it. So when we talk about coups, we're usually talking about military. Insti- yeah, military or institutions within the government overturning the person who was elected to head that government. So we see what happened in Bolivia. We see what happened in like most South African countries. Um, the really reason well. I would, I think, in it, Oxford it, and Merriam, they don't include military in the definition but go on i agree the the reason the the thing that the difference i make in the push is that it was an outside force of citizens trying to change it now we can talk Mm -hmm. about whether they were coordinated with the trump campaign whether this was coordinated through the military like there's a whole lot of conjecture that can be made um but on the surface it looks like a group of citizens trying to subvert the will of the of a democratically elected institution which has its closest historical cousin in the Beer Hall Putsch, um, which was um, attempted by the Nazi Party in 1923, which was their use of citizens to try to overthrow the democracy. Um, That would be the line I make. However, I'm not a historian, so... I am not this kind of historian. My thing with this is that I do think that it's too slippery to decide what is and isn't state and what is and isn't military, particularly now and particularly when you have cops and a bunch of like ex-military people on compounds doing the whole thing, um, which I think distinguishes America, right? Um, And in all of this, I think that there's something about us that make these things a little bit more difficult to parse than if they were happening today in Germany. Not Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a Germanist will, you know, be pissed at me for saying that. I think it's just German. Um, no, a German is like a person who studies Germany. Oh, okay. That's not really what they call themselves. I'm just being silly. A okay. Germanologist. A Germanologist. Yeah, German- <laughs> we call ourselves Americanists here. Yeah. So that that would be the difference I'd make. Um, and also the, the, the foreign aspect of it. Like almost all coups that we've seen have been directed from a foreign power, usually us. Um, and that just, that's that's a that's obviously that's not what happened here and yeah. unless rachel maddow gets some new russia stuff but it's another oh thing like oh my <laughs> god how Shut i up, man. Love, don't even how i would love for this to turn into like four more oh, fucking turn, years you want to know russia. what you want to know what oh my don't, god it, the republicans no. they have no responsibility this for this was it was all russia by, oh my god Hearst, whomever owns the television. Yeah. All right, Ben. Ben, yeah. do we have do we right have off. time? Do we have time to re, re, uh, 
I know we had Jonah here, and he might be a little bit out of the loop, but we are a Michigan-based podcast. Do we have time to listen to um, that I'm really audio I sent this, you? Actually. I'm really, really interested in this. What is this? Who is this yeah, of? We can do that. Okay, so what I have here is um, I sent Ben audio responses from both Dan Kildee and Alyssa Slotkin, and I want to compare the two. Because so the responses to the the events yesterday. That's right. Kildy is our, our he's Flint based, so he's yeah. like Alex and my one of our dudes. And is he, he also good? Was to have been, uh, he's better than Slotkin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's uh, way yeah. better than Slotkin. I have some attachment that, to that him. T- actually. That tells me nothing. Yeah. But he also wasn't he there was news coming out early on that he was like trapped or something. Like there was something going on with him, right? That he he's, was like in the fray in the beginning. You know, he's he's kind of, you know, he's kind of like one of those borderline progressives. I, I will say the, the Kildee thing is that we had a lot of hope for him in the beginning. He's from kind of like also a really old Flint family in politics. Um, and he, I had a lot of hope for him. Dynasty, right? To, kind His of, father, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's like an uncle or something. But um, so he, I had a lot of hope for him, which he did not live up to. Which, like, no surprise there, but he's certainly not Alyssa Slotkin. So, uh, okay, we, so I got with, a couple, I got no, a couple no, no, clips yeah, we'll here. Start with, we'll start with uh, Kildee, my bad. Right, I got a couple cu- clips here. Uh, each of them are only, like, a minute or two. So, here we go. And so on and so forth. How do you work with your colleagues if you can't look them in the face? How do you work with the Trump voter when they are not dealing with reality? When they have been lied to and they have somehow bought into this, as you can see, what played out in the Capitol, and you witnessed. This is really an important question, and you were talking about this earlier. I'm exhausted by the obsession with false equivalency and equal blame and equal responsibility to put away this nonsense. The Republican, not all Republicans, this was not Republicans versus Democrats, because many Republicans joined us, but it just so happens that all of the objectors were Republicans. My view is this, I'm willing to work with them, but they have much farther to travel to come back to some sense of normal conversation and debate than any of us do. This false equivalency that both sides need to somehow reconcile with one another. Look, I get that, but they have gone too far. And President Trump and those around him in these few senators and over a hundred Republican members of the House, it's up to them to grow up Mm -hmm. and get some steel in their spine. You know, my favorite professor at the Kennedy School taught me something really important. He said that leadership is the act of disappointing your own supporters at a rate they can absorb. It means sometimes you have to tell people things they don't want to hear because it's honest and it's the truth. Yeah, but that and was these, cool. Let me, let me, let me do it. You're very special. I love you. Mm, I First of all, shout out, that's a different brand of old Michigan accent. That's like old school Flint. That's like a superior to Whitmer or Melissa Crone. Are we listening to both or are we going to right, talk now, in between? All right, here's... Yeah, we're now we're going to listen to um, Hell Witch, Alyssa Slotkin. <laughs> here we go. 
and we're seeing police officers in combat gear across the Capitol. Right now, Congresswoman, going forward, the votes will be counted, the election will be certified, Joe Biden will be inaugurated on January 20th. How does Congress, working with the new president, working across the aisle, try to recover from what we're seeing today? Well, you know, first I want to say, as a, a Democrat who represents a Trump voting district, this is not representative of the majority of people even who voted for President Trump. Um, and I think it takes, uh, unfortunately, an egregious act like this for many people to realize that you have to make a call, you have to make a decision on how you want your country to proceed. And that what we're seeing right now is not what anyone wants for the United States of America. Um, secondly, you have to commit, like, look at where we have come to. We, we cannot just kind of retreat to our separate silos, Democrats, Republicans, different parts of the country, and think that the other group doesn't exist. We have to accept that, that this is a fragile democracy, and if we don't work on it, it won't stay afloat. Um, and so, uh, to me, it means we have to recommit to doing things um, that try and build back that connect connective tissue between Americans, because this is abhorrent, what we're watching. It is essential um, work. I do agree that we need to uh, build up the re this ligaments Pete. of relationship or whatever yeah, let's the fuck get this she Pete said. Uh, a sense of class consciousness. Yeah, go off, Matthias. She... Okay, I, I thought she was going to say something much more abhorrent. Um, there, I mean, okay, obviously there, it's very actually, stupid, but like she really says nothing. It's amazing. But it's no, just she like has this line. She things. always is like, my rep, the people I represent, who by the way includes me in a city that has socialists yeah. on the city council, she always is like, I represent Trump voters. Yeah. Um, she's like the great, she's such a great new segregationist. That's what that language is. All that shit she's talking about is like, we have to represent both sides. I actually live in a district where they totally suppressed black votes through gerrymandering so i'm here to speak for for the you know unspoken for votes votes which is like the six white people in holly michigan who vote um it's just like she's evil and i hate her okay i'm done yeah okay no but there was a much she did she ran to like a lot of cameras to do these interviews mm -hmm. with uh you know um with the news media and you know they love her too right because she's a cia girl boss yeah, uh, she's a Democrat. Anti-squad, right? Yeah, but no, right. this is the the CIA thing is key because also, what's her bottom line, huh? Is it yeah. has something to do with the CIA? Does it have something to I'm, do with security maybe. power? No, but like she said something. She was largely said the same stuff, but it just was way worse on MSNBC. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find a, like a clean clip of that. I could only find like a clip of um them reacting well, to it on well, the Jordan her report. saying not all magas not all magas is her saying these are some people who are ostensibly on my side who i'm going to choose to enforce state power over right she would love to see the cops you know like flatten the coup coup attempters um because what she wants is increased security power right that's her, to, that's her no but to be fair oh hold on to be fair dan kildee dan kildee also said uh, yeah. Not all Trump voters, or you know, not all like Republicans. Yeah, but, but I think but he meant literally no, uh, but that, legislators. Yeah, right. Yeah. I I yeah. think so too. Yeah, like but saying legislators. But that being said, at the end of the day, what was the difference between those two statements? You had Dan Kildee putting the responsibility firmly on the Republicans, the Republican Party, those in power, and not asking anything of the voters. 
Like mm-hmm. that's that's what's going on. And what does oh. Alyssa Slot can do? No, you have to work for me because I'm CIA girl boss, and I don't want to talk about socialism or Medicare for all. <laughs> I just want to talk about making these MAGA people happy. The the, the that's first, all it is. The first one was like the the closest thing we've got to someone who refutes the ratchet effect. Where like, you know, Republicans turn right and then Republican and then Democrats stop it from going back left. He was the first person that took that like mm-hmm. the wedge out of that that cog and said, No, like, you have to come back to us, like Alex was just saying, like, the responsibility on is on you to rein this in. Mm-hmm. Um, which is Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I which, feel which like is that is a good message. But- um, yeah. I mean, for, I for, a, a, I mean, if you're going to be a Democrat, that's a, that's, it's good for them to say, instead of like this new Democrat horse shit that like Slotkin seems to be serving up hot. And I like those two in contrast too, because again, the Kildee the Kill legacy is complicated because they are a white Flint family, but they represent people whose districts where they live are within like a, probably a, th- 25 minute drive from each other in two different districts though and one of those districts is actually I don't remember where the, the district that Flint's in right but but it's like you know one of those is represented by this very famously black city right a, you know Flint and the other one it includes cities that are majority not white like ours but um, she's saying that she's representing all the suburban and rural people in that same district right yeah, and I that's mean, not how Kildee behaves says it right yeah, out I, loud yeah I just want to say uh uh Representative Slot can claim that uh, these people don't represent; they only represent a small amount of Trump supporters. According to a according to a poll released by YouGov today, uh, it showed that forty uh, percent, yeah, forty five percent of Republicans so, so, back the assault on the Capitol. Uh, that's not a unbelievable! Yeah. That's, wow, that's a minority. That is disturbing. That's. That's kind of scary, I have to say. Yeah, Ben with the receipts. No, no, and you want to know what? You want to know what? Uh, you want to know what's insane? What? Yeah, forty percent of them support the coup, and the other sixty yeah. percent think the election was stolen, but don't support the coup. Yeah, they want a different coup. This isn't the coup they voted on. They the just head. want they just yeah. want a legal crew, <laughs> a coup, and and they yeah. they want their protesters and Brooks Brothers not Viking attire. Like that's the only difference. Um, third way is why not both? <laughs> you could we could see that like an unholy alliance. We could see that split to in dc the people were there so i showed up i got to the city maybe an uh half an hour before they really got into the capital but i was parked outside of the police line so it took forever to get in i never even really got to the capital and the entire time i was there there were people just like streaming back not like in any particular panic or anything like they were stopping at food trucks to get like hot dogs because it was mm-hmm. 1 p.m and they were hungry and they were walking with their families and they were sitting down on park benches because, you know, they were like 60 and they were tired. Um, but there was this really it was a really weird feeling because it's similar. The closest thing I found to it was when our baseball team, the, the Nationals, uh, won the World Series in 2019. Um, and I went to the parade with my parents and it was like a really cool moment, you know, it was fun to see a bunch of people get drunk in public and cheer on baseball players. But like the way people were just moving around the city in clumps, it was very similar from what I could see to what the Trump people were doing, obviously. So it's like that weird dichotomy of you have to have the like 
really extreme people at the front that are pushing through but you just see like a whole mass of people that just want to be there and kind of see what's going on and then eventually those people were starting to leave because maybe it got a little too spicy for them yeah i mean it seems like some of these people thought that this was like a fucking lark the photo of that guy taking pelosi's podium supposedly they were smoking weed in someone's office um uh, that's i'm um, okay low ironically based yeah i'm not going to say that any of these cretins should go off but i would say that if a leftist yeah. were to do that it would be insanely based i'm not i mean the guy i'm the photo of the guy walking away with the podium just this shit-eating grin on his face i'm like that's yeah. i hate him but that's that's totally a vibe yeah. no you yeah. just stole you just stole exactly what i was gonna say okay. i mean let's all say what we're all thinking uh, I'll say it for you, just for your safety. Like, nobody here is, like, theoretically that mad about a coup. <laughs> like, we're not like, oh, don't do a coup. That's like, it's just, <laughs> this just one sucks. Make, we just want to make sure Bra- our side wins it, you know? Yeah, Brace Belden, like, something yeah. else would be Brace nice. Belden had a really good tweet about this. Like, times like this really show who really hates America, caca. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and who mm-hmm. reflects it, and who reflexively clings to it. You know, and he's yeah. he's right. We have to stay vigilant about this. At the end of the day, you guys, my friends, oh, and hopefully many of our listeners, do we hate America? Yeah, yes, death to do. America. I so don't, to America. So don't, don't find America. yourself don't find yourself slipping into that shit. That's like mm, maybe America. Does America really deserve this? Yeah, don't, is America don't. a victim also, here? Also, if you have to say this is not who we are every ten days for five years. Maybe this it is who we are. Who, it might be who we are, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, God, that's one of those things where it's like, I wish that I could ask those people, like, who are we? Like, don't tell, like, I want to know, actually, like, what do you think counts from our history? Like, what, what, are, you, it's like, oh, oh, but that's not us. Trail of Tears, like, not us. Pleading well, you recovered from that, and we've never done anything well, like it since. Nope. Well, it's no longer us. It's no longer us because Donald Trump has finally acknowledged that he's going to leave office. Wait, did he's he? And he my... Yeah, yeah he, he, did. He, he Right before we started recording, he uh, posted another video um, talking about how— oh my Was it because his Twitter got reinstated? <laughs> Yeah, he posted a video, wonder, and you could retweet it and everything. Okay, um, actually, oh, wow. hold on, hold on. There is something that we need to talk about still here. I, I'm sorry, Ben. Nancy Pelosi? Trump is banned from Facebook indefinitely. Oh, yeah, um, and that Twitter is right. And Twitter threatened to ban him, and I want to say— I He think was locked for 12 to- hours. I think this is total bullshit. Um, <laughs> yes. And because literally I, the only good thing about this man is his tweets, so, like— <laughs> I have had him on— on post notifications since <laughs> Joe Biden was since most... Joe Biden won the Electoral College because I want to see that fucking con- like concession speech. I want to know you what it is. You are living on the edge, man. Okay, so I will say I also would not appreciate a coup done by Mark Zuckerberg. That's like not in my top ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. So it's, it's like a coup, but both. like only the hot people are allowed to live. Or I think. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. That, oh my god, it's uh well, it's, uh, name, good thing that we'd guy. be all alright. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they like they do like hot or not, but like 
executing people in the Capitol <laughs> Rotunda. So there is the other. Th- I mean, I feel like we are not making a big enough deal about Pence unfollowing Trump either. Yeah, that was that was that really was funny. So cold, man. What a bitch. Oh, so I I've actually what, a little, what a E two Brutus, man. So, what a <laughs> bastard. So uh, last night when I got on the metro to go home. Uh, there were four MAGA people in the train car with me, and I was like, you know, sitting away from them. But as I walked on, got on the train, um, I was walking past them to get to a seat, and they were sitting there commiserating, and one of them was like, you know, I really thought he would come through for us and stand with us. And then the other one, yeah, Mike Pence is a little bitch. (laughs) And I was walking by them, and I'm like, I actually agree with you on both accounts. Like, there was a part of yesterday where I genuinely believed Mike Pence is going to be like, yeah, uh, let's listen to them. Like, fuck it. Trump's going to be president again. Let's do it. And also, I think Mike Pence is a little bitch. But I know. also think like, OK, so so many of these MAGA people got roped in possibly as evangelicals. And the evangelical promise was Mike Pence would do the good shit. And Trump mm-hmm. is just there to like, you know, Trojan horse it. Um, so now all these like fucking evangelicals got new radicalized into the dumbest shit possible, which is also like an affront to God, because now there's like evangelical Q people who are like definitely going to hell after all the hard work they put in. And <laughs> Pence, Pence couldn't Very like sad. stand with yeah, them they, and they, support They almost them. bombed an abortion clinic for nothing. Like... <laughs> How cold is that that Pence couldn't even lead them through that? It's fucked up. Yeah. Sad. God. I feel like we haven't even touched what we're supposed to talk about. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, not that we're, we're supposed to like, 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 two hours in. No, not all of the stuff we're supposed to talk about, just all the stuff that we need to talk about. You know what I mean? There yeah. was so much that happened yesterday. And on top of that, probably, like, we had the most COVID deaths that we've ever had. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and, uh, it's cool when that gets overshadowed. No, it does this one. Uh, D.C. Public Schools is going back on February 1st. Oh, my goodness. After, after we just had thousands of these maniacs, none of them wearing masks. And the only ones Bait wearing masks were wearing, <laughs> like, balaclavas, which not- the CDC has proven are worse <laughs> than wearing nothing because it spreads Bait- out. Baked Alaska was in the, like, Capitol building what? with all those people streaming <laughs> with, with, oh po- with COVID, COVID-19 positive. And he had no mask on what I- the, the like amount of time I spent walking around in the MAGA crowd, I'm actually surprised no one got in my face because I was wearing a mask. Because I was yeah. wearing just like a regular like white cloth face mask. And I was like, there were some times where I was like, no one's giving me shit about this. Like, I'm kind of surprised. Almost. They, like, well, good on you, MAGA people. Like, not I, to, thought, yeah. I thought I'd get stabbed for this. They were, not to be like talking about how you have red hair, but they were like, that guy, you know, I don't know why he's wearing a pussy little mask, but he's certainly one of us. So yeah. let's let, let's give him, sorry. Yeah, Do people tell you that all the time? To to the bit and... Are you like, yeah. wow, you could really, are people all the time like, wow, you have red hair, you really fit in with a MAGA crowd or something? Do you no, guys it's, think a different, Nancy... it's a different shade. It's okay, not, it's yeah. not bright red enough to look like a MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. You guys think Nancy Pelosi is like pissed enough by the piss in her office to uh, impeach Donald Trump? The, pi- the piss okay. in the office is just assumed. We don't know that it's there. I um, mean, Ilhan if, if you got the chance. Yeah, I would definitely. I would. Absolutely. I would piss. I would piss. I would, piss. I would squat on her carpet. Wait, what would you all do if you were if you got into Nancy Pelosi's office right now? What would you do? I'd add like four zeros to everyone's. I would smoke text. weed in it. <laughs> 
It's good. Yeah, the smoking weed is good. I think even I would smoke weed, and I don't smoke weed. That's just I, I, yeah. No, I haven't smoked for a while, and I would smoke weed in it. I would. I would open her fridge first. I want to see what shit she's got. Oh, I, I mean, I know take her some ice cream. Expensive ass ice cream out of that thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I was gonna say it would depend on like what I have with me, but like assuming it's nothing, I would probably just make a huge mess, like throwing things around and turning things over. I would mainly did, do theft. Did y'all see the Clen- Ken Klippenstein? Someone DM'd him and was like, why do you fuck around with Flea when you can just go in and find what you need? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that Watergate spirit. Yeah. Hell yeah. And that's what the left needs. We need to be stealing files. It's like, go down, bro. Take a document scanner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, we should we should sign off here now because we're uh, we're um, we're pretty far in now. Uh, but Jonah, thanks so much for joining us. It's been quite a joy to yeah. have you. Uh, Thank have you. you. On the show. Thanks for having me. We'd love to. Yeah, we'd love to have you back again sometime soon. I'd love to come uh, for just a shit posting episode and not for like episodes of national importance. Yeah, um, just yeah. shoot the shit. Sure. That would be we'll, we'll we'll have you on at a time when we're not discussing like a national political crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, Waste of our DC correspondent, but okay. What decade will that be in? I'm not sure yet. Uh, we'll have uh, you on in 20 years. It was good knowing you. <laughs> the beer will be gray by then. I'll be broadcasting uh, we, from a bunker. Yeah. Before yeah. Uh, before we started recording, we were talking about possibly doing a follow-up on this uh, uh, with someone who's very into uh, militias or, like, knows a lot about militias. Mm-hmm. Not, they're into they're really into militias. militias. It's, they're, it's part of, they're part of, like, five. It's, it's a fine line, I, literally. It's literally a fine line. Trust me, I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully we can get that figured out. Uh, so next week it's going to be either that or we might review Chicken Run. Um, we'll f- uh, we'll find out soon. Or National uh, Treasure. Or no, <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. But we'll let we'll let the viewers let us know what they. Want. I I do want to I I do want to say that I uh, want to put a Bug's Life on the table. Um, oh, okay. I'm down for that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we are probably going to be streaming uh on sunday the 10th uh if you'd like to join us for that you should come hang out with us on uh, on twitch that's twitch.tv slash state of the revolution at eight o'clock p.m on sunday the 10th um and you know subscribe to our podcast um and find us on social media. uh we're uh, uh on twitter we're uh, at sotr pod and facebook state of the revolution uh thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back soon bye 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 i love you you're very special